Okay, so I want to talk about seduction. I want to I want to talk about the importance of understanding how to seduce. I feel like seduction has a lot of negative beliefs around it. I mean, when you think about seduction, it's it's essentially a shift in behavior that helps you align with what you want to achieve. I think we have a different relationship to seduction when it actually comes to like sculpting ourselves. So I have this idea that when it comes to sculpting yourself, through that we kind of have this sort of vision. So because we've created this vision through our own self-awareness of what we want to get out of life, it's now crossing that bridge to just achieving that vision and getting ourselves getting ourselves elevating ourselves and changing ourselves and with any sort of change comes a vision something that drives us like in the last episode I talked about our instincts and how we need to follow our instincts because it ha- it carries so much strength and power and if we are always trying to be intellectual and be moral we don't we don't have a drive we don't have anything carrying our energy and our energy essentially determines our character so without our instincts we don't have any individuality we don't have anything unique that drives us we essentially stop driving but also with saying that you need to have you need to carry a sort of intellect with you to evaluate whether your instinct and your desire actually carry something valuable and important into your life and if it's actually transformative and if it's actually useful to you so yeah I mean essentially you can't really sculpt yourself you can't shift or change yourself you can't sculpt yourself without a vision because that vision provokes a sense of change it provokes a sort of desire to align yourself with this sort of new psychology I think shifting your psychology and always allowing yourself to evolve and to change is like just such an important factor in life which is so like I'm sorry that's just so out of context I just I'm just not following (laughs) straight route map right now um so what I mean is when I say you can't sculpt without vision I just feel like if you don't have a vision you don't really have a purposeful life I think it's important to have a vision because that vision essentially drives you to do something and when you don't have something driving you towards something, you're not letting yourself experience new things or experience a challenge. And then you kind of feel like time is just flying. Like whenever I look back at, I don't know, like a year or even a couple months, I always feel like there is a sense of change happening. And I feel like when you're in that middle stage of being a teenager, you're not really supposed to be creating a vision of yourself unless an experience has forced you to build a sort of vision so at that stage you don't really have a meaningful life but you're not really supposed to like at that stage you're you should be going out and like you should be socializing with your friends yeah I mean different at different stages of your life you have different values and I think without a vision you can't change your values because you don't have any sense of direction so during this shift when you know your vision, when you've, I don't know, when you've self-analyzed yourself and when you realize that this is a new vision that you want to undertake and you want to turn into a reality, this sort of sculpting requires a shift in your energy, in your outlook in life, in your habits, in your behavior and in your overall, just overall psychology. Like all of those things I've just listed, habits, 
outlook, energy, and your behavior, they're literally all outcomes of your own psychology. We all own a separate psychology from one another. Like we all have similar yet contrasting beliefs. And I feel like this difference in psychology reflects what we believe our purpose to be. So, you know, when you're having this shift of behavior, when you're trying to align yourself with this new vision, this shift in psychology should happen naturally. Like you should naturally feel like your outlook in life is changing, that your energy is changing, that your habits are changing because you're in tune with your vision. Unless it's just something that you desire and you're unable to actually carry a sort of self-awareness that helps you change. That's different. Essentially, you just know what you need to change within yourself in order to achieve your vision. And this change is called seduction. Seduction is essentially aligning yourself to the energy that is required of you to reach your vision. When you know what you need to change within yourself in order to achieve your vision, this is called seduction. You know what is required of you. You know what energy you need to bring to the table. You know what change and routine you need to create. You know what you need of yourself to change and Because it's something that you haven't really experienced yet, because it is essentially a change, therefore it's something new. The change of alignment, and I always say alignment because I just think any sort of thing that requires a change also requires just a shift in behavior. And I just think a shift in behavior requires a different sort of emotion, I guess. It's the same as what I talked about in the the last episode where I talked about this guy called David Hawkins who studies human consciousness and he looks at how our emotion has a sort of energy and that energy has a life outlook so you're more likely to attract people and things that are related towards the energy that you bring to the table because your energy and your emotion just connects to the people that you seem to attract that's how you form connection because there's a level of understanding I think it's sad that there are well no there's obviously a reason that there are so many negative connotations that surround seduction as a whole I guess it's perceived as a negative thing because it's so powerful in itself and it provokes so much change but obviously like (laughs) that change could also be manipulative And yeah, I guess seduction can obviously be used in the wrong way. But in terms of just attracting the things that you desire and in terms of aligning yourself and changing your behavior and shifting, shifting your values to align with your new vision. In terms of that, seduction is not bad unless you just have a poor vision that is unsustainable or that doesn't actually have any benefit to your life. I guess seduction is also intimidating to see. I think it's intimidating to see someone align so accurately with their passions and desires. I think that's just a different way of seeing achieving your goals or achieving your dreams. I don't ever hear seduction when it comes to like achieving. and But that's like all that it really is. Change in your psychology is 
seduction. You're leaving behind the things that no longer bring any value to you. And you're entering this new arena that you're not really experienced in. And the only thing that's kind of carrying you through that is the emotion that you feel inside of you by this new vision. And as you start to experience new things from that, you develop a new psychology. You detach as well. A lot of, I feel like a lot of detachment is involved with sculpting yourself. And I'm not even like, that's nothing to do with relationships or people, but just letting go of a certain behavior that you embodied for a really long time or doesn't have to be a long time, but for a period of time, I guess. I have Robert Greene's book called Seduction. And I, I read, I started reading it like almost two years ago, but I kind of dropped it because I just, firstly, I just didn't like the concept of seduction and I didn't really understand it. And also it just didn't relate to me at that period of my life. But from what I remember, and I think I am going to eventually pick it up again and read it because now I kind of agree with the concept. He talks about how different people own a different seductive trait. He's focusing more on like actually attracting people, attracting relationships and how people own a different seductive trait to them. They have a different relationship with attracting things and people to them. And he kind of talks about the things that you can do to determine what is someone's seduction. Like he talks about, I don't know, I don't even remember what it's called, but he talks about a sort of seductive trait that makes women overly sexual like their overall state of being is just overly sexual they don't try to be it's just their way of seducing things to them and then there's also a seducer that owns a sort of childlike behavior like their whole their whole entire energy and their stimulation their drive owns a very similar childlike energy which is seductive in itself because that seduction reminds people of their childhood of being free-spirited So I guess it's interesting to see how everyone kind of has a different seduction, which reveals a sort of characteristic in themselves. And I guess that kind of determines the things and the people that you attract and want to attract. I also think it reveals some sort of trait in your psychology. And I don't think we desire seduction before we have a vision. It's just not something that's required of us. I think owning a mask of identity is different to seduction because the mask that you essentially construct of yourself is a reflection of the self-beliefs that you own rather than what you want to own. I think seduction is only there when you're trying to stimulate some sort of change and you're trying to remove yourself off one type of behavior and start to follow another. I like the word sculpting. I think it, it just sounds really cool um morphing yourself I don't know I just don't know any other word that like sculpting is just such a good word (laughs) um yeah seduction and sculpting yourself they work in parallel and I believe that you need both in order to align yourself to your vision and you also definitely need to make use of your instincts you need to assess whether this vision will bring you or will complement your character, or stimulate change, or stimulate a sense of growth. But I think we are all required to change constantly. I think if we don't, if we don't change ourselves in a sort of way, if we don't allow room for change, then 
we're kind of determined by our attachment to things and to people and we lose ourselves and we also lose time we we feel like time is slipping through our fingers because we're just constantly living in the same way and also that's kind of what a comfortable life brings you it's it's really important not to find yourself stuck in comfort because it's just something that's so difficult to get out of you prefer and you value comfort over struggle and change but we're also programmed to need change in our life in order to be happy and these days we value happiness and fulfillment rather than comfort but we're programmed to want comfort over over happiness because this is going to sound so I don't know I learned a lot from this book called Homo Sapiens and this guy Yuval Noah something talks about how our ancestors depended depended on seeking comfort because their lives were always at risk they always had to hunt for food they they had to depend on their instincts when when they had to sense that they were in danger right but in our modern world we don't we don't need to seek comfort because comfort is all around us and also our ancestors didn't try to seek a happy life like happy and fulfilled and comfortable is just not something that was in their thought process their only thought process was finding survival and finding a mate but they were looking for comfort because that comfort comes with survival they depended on their instincts to find comfort and that comfort basically meant that they weren't in danger of anything but in today's world we don't have any animals that are out to hunt us in our day-to-day lives (laughs) and I don't know like I just I guess it stops any desire of change and I guess I think I think our ancestors felt a lot of purpose in their life because they were always thinking and they were always doing and they were always acting when today it's just not something that is so required of us and anyway so because we in our modern world value happiness and purpose which is a relatively new thing that we desire in like our human evolution it's you need to carry a sort of self-awareness and make sure that you're I guess we kind of just need to assess whether we're stuck in that comfort zone and we're stuck in that mindset where we value comfort over change and struggle struggle isn't necessarily a bad word it's difficult and even that even difficulty is not a bad thing it's it has a lot of purpose and it keeps us on our toes and it reminds us that we don't know everything and it humbles us and that humbling in itself is uncomfortable and it just shows that change and growth and living in a constant alignment to your vision and your desires requires you to allow yourself to feel uncomfortable if you remain in comfort for too long you also you're also in a sort of delusion I think in terms of your mortality I don't think anyone that is so aware of their mortality would be so happy to just I don't know like sit and do nothing I mean clearly if we're capable of constructing a vision and acting on it we are wired to evolve and change ourselves that is something that we're capable of doing but it's not a requirement we don't have to but because it's something that we've all recently decided 
is an important value in human experience, then we should definitely we should definitely take advantage of our ability to be self-aware. And we should also take advantage of our ability to act on our vision and to shift our behavior and to sculpt our behavior and to learn what seduction can do in that sense. 